yo welcome back to a new year and a new return to play podcast i'm your host steven navarra with me as always is danny danny uh i have lived through a small tragedy it's been about 11 days 12 days since i have known where my ear pods are it's been tough it's been real rough. I've had no no earbuds for almost two weeks. I, the last time I've seen them was at work in Gaffney, and no one has responded to any of my te- texts if they've seen them or not at the desk I was using. So thank, shout out to all those people uh, keeping me down. Going there tomorrow, I, I need some thoughts and prayers that I might find them. Yeah, tragedy. That's tragic. <laughs> And then I'm just going to have to fork out the freaking 75 bucks or whatever for new ones. Oh, well, I've had worse L's, including this past weekend. Lance and I were one point away with the Bengals from a 25, 23 to one parlay. That was a kick in the balls. And and the Eagles money line ripped away like the one surefire money line parlay I had. Uh, none of them are surefire. They're all stupid and a waste of time and money, but I'm going to keep firing. Other than that, anything to add before we get into a, a quick episode, I believe? Not a whole lot of injury news to talk about. Yeah, no Thursday night football this week for us to uh, give you the live reaction to. We do have uh, Pittsburgh Penguins playing the Boston Bruins. Penguins uh, were up 5-2. Blew a three-goal lead. It is now 5-5. The Bruins have not had a three-goal comeback since November of 2022, shockingly, also against the Penguins. So in typical Penguins fashion, it's it's phenomenal that uh, the Penguins these last couple of years and and Mike Tomlin, uh, they've done the impossible. They've, they've turned me into a baseball fan. <laughs> so... I never thought I'd be counting down the days until uh, opening day for the Pirates, but uh, Pittsburgh Pirates might have the brightest future in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, uh, Penguins. I was just looking at that game today uh, for a hot minute, and, you know, I was like, oh, the Penguins actually aren't doing too bad and thought they were doing a lot worse. Oh, they were they were trash. They were terrible, and they, got, they were the hottest team in hockey there for a couple of weeks, basically, and uh, got back tied for the wild card picture they're playing uh the capitals who they were in you know in a battle with and then they got beat and now they're gonna blow this game so every time they make you they they give you hope just to just to crush you it's a never-ending cycle these past past few years so i just want crosby to get one i just want them to win one more playoff series before crosby's done but uh they're on a what four or five years now cold streak Nothing but L's. Nothing but L's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into that game to start, mostly to say that uh, the Steelers are on another short week of rest. I believe that is their fourth short week, two Saturday games, two Thursday games. Uh, they did have a Monday night game in there as as well, uh, which is a is a benefit, I suppose. To, more so than a Thursday, but you know, Cam Hayward said they don't give a damn about us, and it's true. I don't think the Steelers have been through 
less than any team on these schedule changes throughout the years. COVID year, we got absolutely railed by COVID having to play the only NFL game on a Wednesday ever. And it's just, it's bullshit. Why, why did you make the Steelers Ravens, you know, 430 on Saturday after we just had a Saturday game two weeks ago? Like we had, we just had to play on a day less rest twice in December slash January. Like that's, that's an unfair competitive advantage for the other teams. Yeah, it's weird for, it's really weird for the Ravens too. Being in a, I, I almost feel like if I was Harbaugh, I wouldn't even rest my starters this week. With, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have basically two weeks off before they. I, I'd expect them to be a little rusty for their playoff game. So especially, you know, I mean, it's only one day, but they're gonna have a long week before the playoffs, and then a whole a whole week off there. So weird situation well, all around. Well, I, I'm looking at it. I I see Zay Flowers is doubtful. Odell Beckham, it's it lists him as out. Yes, we'll sit out. And then uh, uh, Lamar is out. Uh, Marlon Humphreys, Malik Harrison, Daryl Woodley, all on the defensive side of the ball, and one of the offensive linemen. So yeah, pretty much you know both starting cornerbacks starting linebacker both your wide receivers and Lamar Jackson that's yeah that's a handful but it's not resting the whole team and you're still keeping some key guys in on both sides of the ball but uh, you know yeah who's who is uh Tyler Huntley supposed to throw the ball to with no Zay and no Odell I guess you know that now we can focus on the um tight end likely and and should be able to keep that a lower scoring game the over under is at 35 and everybody is betting the under like 95 percent of the money or something is on the under and so same with the amount of bets too so really uh the the over is um the sharp play here at 35 you, you only need uh five touchdowns total I mean, I could see, you know, our offense has been pretty hot, especially with no cornerbacks for the Ravens. I think we can, we should be able to put up something in the 20s. But I don't feel good about this Steelers game. I think uh, we will inevitably lose. <laughs> I I, feel, I just feel it. So who knows? I do, I do like how they're resting them so they can get ready for their big yacht trip that Odell Dell is planning. For apparently the offense can't confirm if that's real or not, but let's hope it is. Uh, so the Ravens can then again um, lose to whoever they play in the second round here. That would be that would be kind of hilarious. Um, obviously, uh, I saw a Dad in the clinic today. He had on the the Lamar uh, salute to service jersey on, and uh, you know. I mean mugged him the best I could. I just gave a glare. <laughs> but I kept it professional. Oh, do you want to talk about Penn State at all and how I should Oh my gosh. Well, I, don't my even know, I don't even know Drew where Aller to start. Jersey. I mean, Drew Aller's taking a lot of heat this year, but like I mean, when you look at his stats, I think he's played fine. Like it's not you, you can't blame this on on Aller at all. Um I mean, his stats are fine through two picks all year. 
the the receiving court was just terrible. I mean, it's it's not that he's you know he took a lot of heat for not getting the ball downfield enough, but it's not that he can't throw it downfield. I mean, his his downfield throwing was fine. It's just that he had nowhere. I mean, when you if you watch back that Michigan and Ohio State game where he took the most flag, I mean, there is just nowhere for him to go all game. They just their receivers are that bad. You know, their their receiving core wasn't great last year didn't give great production and their top two went to the NFL. So you lose two, two NFL guys out of a underachieving receiving core. And what are you left with? So obviously not a good group underneath, but now they brought in Dante Cephas as a transfer, which I thought was going to be huge, but he had 200 yards all year. Now he's transferring out already. So a lot of dysfunction going on. We're going to miss Manny D. I mean, not having Manny Diaz out there was, was huge, especially that tight end that just tore us up all game and had like, you know, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. He had he had two touchdowns all year. He he basically duplicated his entire stat line for the year in the in the Peach Bowl, and uh, you know I don't know who I don't know what we who I don't know who was calling the defense in Manny Diaz's absence, but they certainly did not make a single adjustment the entire game. So it's like they had one. One play call on. I mean, uh, Ole Miss didn't like. They literally ran two plays all game. It was tight end across the middle, and then that back shoulder fade, and Jackson Dart just fucking lit us up, and we did absolutely zero adjustments all game to stop it. James Franklin not going for that fourth and one at midfield, down six. He he pulled a Ryan Day and 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 got the same result as Ryan Day. But I do love the Tom Allen hire for uh, for D coordinator next year. I thought he was uh, tough. It's tough to have consistent success at Indiana, but he had some uh, some pretty good teams while he was there. So uh, obviously he's a great defensive mind. So I think that's that's huge for next year. I mean they should be good next year. They did get uh, this is a long rant. Um, uh, I can't uh, Fleming Julian Fleming former five-star recruit out of PA that spurned Penn State coming out of college, went to OSU for four years, underachieved, but still still he's immediately wide receiver one. So hopefully uh, that this transfer bodes better for us. Because that's really that's really the big the big hole is just just re- receivers. They're gonna have great tight ends, gonna have great running backs next year. Drew Aller should take a step forward. Defense is gonna be going to be good again so you get Ohio State at home and then the good news is we have Ohio State for one more year and then and then we duck them after that so uh with the Big Ten expanding and getting rid of the divisions we don't have to get our asses beat by Ohio State every year yeah so that's that's good for James Franklin hopefully we can uh you know we can we can take the last one away and uh you know get bragging rights for a couple years before we have to play them again that series that head-to-head series Prior to uh to the sanctions was thirteen to fifteen, and uh, oh Crosby, let's fucking go, dude! Crosby just scored on a power play, huge. Uh, but yeah, so Penn State Ohio State actually used to be pretty pretty uh con- pretty competitive with under uh, Paterno, and uh, you know obviously O'Brien went zero and two with his depleted team, and then James Franklin's now lost what, so definitely lopsided. I can't wait to stop playing them. I got nothing more to add. Um, we'll see what next year brings. Probably third place again in the in our side of the 
Big Ten. Well, there's no there's no division. Oh, the, I don't oh, I don't yeah. know how that's gonna function. But we got the uh, we got the 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 all Big Ten natty right now. Big Ten went two and zero in the semifinals, and the SEC went zero and two. So that's cool. We got that going for us. But uh, yeah, obviously Washington losing a lot, Oregon losing a lot, but reloading. Michigan losing a ton. I'm sure I'm sure they'll reload, but who knows what penalties well yeah, who knows who what the what the coaching and what the sanctions situation might might look like. Hats off to Harbaugh though for uh kind of a team of destiny this year. I hope they get it done. They it'd be funny if uh while they while all this alleged stuff was going on they couldn't they couldn't win and now that now that they got caught they're just smoking everybody. But uh yeah, I hope I hope Michigan Michigan gets it done. They came through for me this this past week, but yeah, Penn State. I mean, they should they should be able to compete next year, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah, don't don't do that for either of our our Pennsylvania teams. Well, we got a few quick injuries to talk about. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, AC sprain. He's trying to throw the ball. He's trying to play through a banged up throwing shoulder. It's very similar to the Baker Mayfield year with the Browns, as we talked about, except Doug Marone's actually doing a somewhat good job of trying to manage the situation. And they obviously sat him out uh, this week for it, whereas Baker never sat out a single week. But I don't see Trevor Lawrence being 100% at all. I think his throwing will be affected. But also on that side of the uh, town, uh, Christian Kirk is off of IR and limited at practice today and yesterday. So if they get Christian Kirk back, I think that really opens up the underneath throws, which would really help out Trevor Lawrence and and spread the defense out. So I think the more important piece of that to watch is Christian Kirk. And I that's that's my take on I think if they get Christian Kirk back, I think they win the game. And without Christian Kirk, I think that really limits Trevor Lawrence in the offense when it's combined with his shoulder injury. Yeah, tough for Jacksonville, big for the Steelers. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be out there. I'd put money on it. He's going to do whatever he can to be out there in this basically must-win game. Good news for the Steelers, though, who, who need Jacksonville to lose. It's funny, uh, It'd be hilarious after the the terrible towel disrespect midseason mm-hmm. if uh, if 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 they miss out on the playoffs at our expense. Uh, but on the other game that the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh needs Pittsburgh basically they need uh, Buffalo or Jacksonville to lose essentially for them to get in or or a freakish Houston Indy tie, which would also be hilarious. But uh, you know, on the Miami side of things, Jalen Waddle still not practicing with the high ankle. They lost Bradley Chubb to an ACL in a blowout with three minutes left where he shouldn't have even been in the game. So uh, Mike McDaniel taking one out of, out of Mike Tomlin's book there. So Miami's pretty, Miami's pretty banged up and depleted right now. So I like Buffalo to win that game. It's crazy. Buffalo is either, pretty much either going to be the two seed or the eight seed and out of the playoffs entirely. So I expect a very fired up Buffalo team who their playoff lives are on the line and Miami already in. They're just playing for the division, but obviously not playing for it as much. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Buffalo comes out, especially, you know, a, a banged up Miami. I like Buffalo there. So I think I think Tennessee is really Pittsburgh's biggest hope 
Yeah, I I agree with all of that. I think that's that's how they get in is is that path, the most likely path. Uh, and I believe what uh, Jacksonville played spoiler to the Colts last year. Does that also come back around? Uh, and the football gods get them back for that this year. Another another angle to think about to chew on this week. But I, I really do think this game comes down to Christian Kirk as as um, simple as it sounds. Even if he is back there, you know, it's still a question of how how effective he'll be. You just coming off of IR, what's his conditioning like and all that. But that's going to be an interesting uh, one o'clock game. Getting back to the injury news with wide receiver, uh, Jalen Waddle did not practice. He's been banged up all year. Wouldn't expect him to play. Uh, but obviously the Dolphins are going to play to win this game. It, it is for the division, if you think about it. Danny, what do you got? Anything else on Dolphins, Bills? Nothing additional to add, no. It would be, you know, obviously I'm rooting for the Dolphins, but it would be criminal for Buffalo to miss out on this game. Buffalo, dude, that fan base has just been through absolute hell. The four Super Bowls in the Jim Kelly era, and then, like, they've been so good the past few years and just can't. I mean, the, the Chiefs 13 seconds thing was the ultimate kick in the balls, but it's like, They've had such a good team these past few years, and it's, and they're not even like getting close. If they if they miss the playoffs entirely, you gotta something something's gotta happen. So it's that it's that McDermott. Uh, <laughs> he went to he went to college with Mike Tomlin. Man, they're both just both just perennial underachievers. It's that way. It's the William and Mary way, apparently. <laughs> uh, another another seasonal bet to keep an eye on is is not my over sixty two and a half field goal. Uh, that miserable son of a bitch bet, but the uh, there hasn't been an overtime game all year, and I believe no overtime game on year was uh, pretty pretty good uh, plus odds on that. But I don't think it was so astronomical to be like I definitely should take this. I think is like three hundred range or so for there not to be an overtime uh, or not to have a draw all year. And so yeah, it hasn't happened yet. We got we've got uh, one more week to. To do it, we'll see if it happens. Doubt it happens, but if it does happen Saturday night between the Texans and Colts and the Steelers uh, are in with, I believe they still have to win in that scenario. It's just a win and a tie, and they're in no matter what. But enough of that. Enough of that BS. Uh, get back to Devontae Smith, who's out with an ankle injury. Eagles falling apart, and you know their their money line lost. You know, killed my parlay, like I already mentioned that. Suck balls, but Eagles, can they get it done this week? I mean, you bounce back after th- – th- you bounce back after three just shit weeks of football. I mean, not winning football. You're playing the Giants divisional game. I don't know. I don't know if uh, – I think Tyrod Taylor can keep it competitive. I'd say that. So, you know, Eagles are minus five. I don't hate that Giants plus five at home. Uh, I need uh I need Saquon. The the Giants need to hammer Sa- I've been mad when they've been hammering Saquon and just giving him forty touches in a game. But he needs what does he need? He's he's damn near Oh, this is this I'm glad this is a good segue because it reminds me of something, a stat that I wanted to point out. 
But uh, Saquon needs like 90 yards or something to hit a thousand. Was he at? He's at. He needs 84 yards to hit a thousand. So with the time missed this year and with the with the uh, you know the injuries he's had, the games he's missed, and the shitty the shitty team that he's on, I think that would be quite the achievement for him to hit a thousand yards again, uh, as bad as the Giants' offense has been. And obviously, teams just entirely focusing on him for half the games when they weren't able to throw the ball. So, would be a great achievement. Regardless, they need to freaking get him the hell out of New York, put him in a good situation somewhere. It, it what imagine like if the if the Niners traded for Saquon instead of McCaffrey, like why why does why does McCaffrey get those blessings and not our boy Saquon? He's instead he's just freaking playing one versus 11 out there. Cause you know, if he was, if he was on a stack team like that, like he would, he would be putting up the same numbers. So tough for my boy, but really hope he gets it. Um, and then this, this other insane stat that I want to point out, Najee Harris, people, people shit on Najee for, you know, some lackluster stats. Obviously there's times where I think he's been, you know, instead of just hitting the hole, he wants to try to kind of be like Le'Veon and be patient and find the. But it's 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 a different offense. Like when you're just getting pummeled in the backfield every snap, like you got to just hit the hole and and get the one or two yards that you can. So while I agree that you know he's uh, lacked some vision at times, people that put the lack of production entirely on him and like try to label him a bust is just crazy because the dude's running his ass off. He also has a chance to get to a thousand yards. He's at nine twenty three, so he needs seventy seven. Um he currently sits at number two in the league in yards after contact. Number two behind McCaffrey. He, him and McCaffrey are the only ones with over five hundred yards after contact. So McCaffrey about about a third of his yards are coming after contact where Najee, over half of his yards are after contact. Um, and so he, he's uh, currently 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. He's tied for 12th in total rushing in the league. So he's only 12th in rushing, but second in rushing after contact. So that's how bad his opportunities have been and how predictable the Steelers offense has, has been like when when Najee's in they know they're basically handing the ball off and when Jalen Warren's in they are more concerned about Pittsburgh passing so all the times that Najee's getting hit four yards in the backfield it's just insane that all the dudes he's above and yards after contract contact are well above a thousand yards on the season already and and he's you know not even in the top 10 and rushing overall yeah, kind of tuned out there for a minute. You went on for a while. But... Right, yeah, I, I went I went the roundabout way. Basically, Najee has had no open holes all year and he's still all all his his whole career and he's still putting up putting up numbers. So <laughs> respect to Najee. Hope he hits a thousand. Hope Saquon hits a thousand. James Conner, another guy's missed a lot of time having a great season. He needs he needs hundred and ten yards after that big week last week. Uh which actually would be his first a thousand yard rushing season. He's been close a few times. Uh, but never, never played a full season enough to to actually hit that landmark. So, it would be cool for him to get it as well. Yeah, Najee's really picked it up uh, back half of the season here. Particularly, the run games looked a hell of a lot better ever since Matt Canada left. That's one thing that's like, you know, you talk about how much of it was Canada, how much of it's the quarterback. Well, you know, 
I tell you that offensive line looks a whole lot better without his ass in town. So I I I think it's I I think it's mostly just Mason Rudolph, other than Canada. So even the games without yeah. Canada, the with no Canada with Pickett or Trubisky was still fucking like embarrassingly bad. But Canada, no Canada with Rudolph is like, I mean they they're putting four hundred yard games like it's nothing. So. Hard to say if if Kenny couldn't have ascended a little bit, like you know, especially if Kenny would have played against the Cardinals and the Patriots. Like Kenny did maybe, play against the Cardinals for a he quarter. Put up, he put up, he played the entire first half. They put up three points. He got hurt at the at the very end of the second quarter. My bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I do think I I well here's the, here's the issue with Kenny. We don't have any more time to let him develop like he hasn't developed quickly enough. And who you know is a bad situation with a bad offensive coordinator, but regardless of that, and then you get put with a totally new interim offensive coordinator, so like and then he's got a one and a half sample size where he still did break 400 yards that game. You know, the first game without Canada, he did that too. But uh, yeah, so it's it's just we don't we just don't have the time to keep keep developing him, and we could definitely get Mason Rudolph. Uh, and anyone that entertains the idea of Justin Fields being traded to the Steelers, I see your asses on Twitter, Steelers Nation, and Blitzburg. Like you, you don't know football, you don't know ball. That is, you would have we would have to be paying Justin Fields fucking thirty million dollars. For him to be like mid, he's mid. He is electric with his legs, but he's still mid at throwing the ball. I think I think it just depends on what it would take to get him. The, the thing, the crazy thing, we haven't talked about. We didn't talk about Russell Wilson last week, did we? Oh yeah, that uh, is, he's the favorite, that, Vegas favorite to come to Pittsburgh. That's oh, and I mean, I would, I would love, especially if they get him cheap. Like Denver's oh. all, Denver's all, Denver has to pay him. It's the, it's the craziest thing. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't I cannot wrap my brain around it what Denver is doing. They're going to have 85 million in dead money next year. <laughs> a third uh, over a third of the freaking cap just just Russell Wilson. They still have to pay him 39 million dollars next year in in guaranteed They're, he's making 40 million dollars basically from Denver. So whatever yeah. team, you know, I I feel like especially you know his his he's getting older his value's down but if he takes like you know thirty million a year for a couple of years two or three years I don't think that's a horrible deal I think it's definitely something Pittsburgh could uh could so look you into. want another quarterback that was averaging ten points a game I mean Russell Wilson was not bad this year look at look at his and and Denver is significantly worse than. Than Pittsburgh, I mean, look at look at his look at his number. He's got twenty six touchdowns to eight interceptions. Kenny Pickett has six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think I think uh, you know he his ninety eight point zero quarterback rating. I mean, obviously Denver underachieved, but that that Denver team like it just isn't that good of a team. I think Pittsburgh is more of a gives Russell Wilson more of a you know that Legion of Boom type of team in his earlier years in Seattle where like the offense doesn't need to be pass heavy that, you know, more of a, you know, they run this, they run a similar style of play to what he was to, to when Seattle was very successful with him. So, I mean, even tw- 26 touchdowns in 15 games, he's averaging 14 points a game. That ain't cutting it. That ain't no 
I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to go out and get that. Wait, what do you mean? 26 touchdowns in 15 games is two touchdowns a game. That's 14 points. That's less than two touchdowns a game. Kenny Pickett threw six touchdowns this year. I get that. I get get that. I I mean, the leading, no one, has anyone even thrown 30 touchdowns this year? Like 29 was like first place or whatever. Purdy, Purdy and Prescott are over 30. Yeah, I mean, Dak, Dak, Dak is leading the league at 32. And Russell Wilson has played less games now. Okay. Well, when you put it like that. I mean, Mahomes has thrown 27. <laughs> okay. Well, he's having a bad year, too. That's not his fault. But, yeah, I see. I see he's ninth on the list, whereas I don't I even mean, know where Kenny Pickett is on the list. I mean, Denver, I, I, you can blame Russell Wilson for for Denver's dysfunction, but not because of his on-field performance. I think you do blame him because of the the assets that they gave up to get him and the cap that he was, you know, the money that he was taking up. So from, from that standpoint, you can say like, yeah, Russell Wilson's not, wasn't worth it, but Pittsburgh wouldn't be in that situation. They'd essentially be getting him for free. <laughs> can I? If it, Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, go but ahead. I, we disagree. We agree to disagree. I, I just don't think that that's an answer. I think that's a lateral. I, I know, I know, it's not a lateral move on the stat sheet, but like he's not, he's I mean, not Russell. He's, I, he's still a shell of Russell Wilson. But, I, I okay, think so he's a significant improvement from anything that they have, and and significant improvement from anything that will be available to them. And that's based, true. Based, based on his financial sis, sis, situation of still being paid by Denver, I think that means that, you cut. You got to cut Rudolph or uh, pick Kenny. Then, Obviously, I mean, Rudolph's Rudolph's the only one. The, I mean, Rudolph's not under contract, and and who knows? I mean, someone might if he plays well against the Ravens again. Someone might throw him. Someone might throw Rudolph money. Someone might give Rudolph yeah. a Matt Flynn contract next year. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, who knows if if we even bring Rudolph back without a guarantee of him playing? Um, Can Trubisky's I, under, let... under under contract, but they could they could cut Trubisky. I mean, the thing is, they could, Pittsburgh would have to give up no assets. It's not like they're giving up picks or players to yeah, get yeah, Russell Wilson. I, I get it. And and they would if be, he comes cheap, then I guess yeah. And they it's, would be able to the right. They would be able to cut ties with him. If it doesn't work out, they're not going to be in the financial mess that Denver is. Because they're not also Russell a, Wilson is a douche and his teammates don't like him. Oh, Russell Wilson's for sure a douche, for sure a douche. And I've, we I've made fun locker of locker room stability. I have made fun of his corny ass hella over the past couple of years. I but just that's from where, a, just from a standpoint of he's a consistently successful NFL quarterback, played well this year on a bad team. And is a significant upgrade from anything. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to pick what eighteenth. They're not going to get Drake May. They're not going to get Caleb Williams. No, They're not going to get. You know, what I mean, if they take a quarterback at that point, it's probably going to be a project guy, anyways. Cam Hayward just came out this week, said this year was so rough on his body that he's he's meh about his future. Doesn't know if he's coming back. TJ's going to be thirty. Freaking Minka's getting older, like this. Like we we have entirely let down all these stars. They don't even have a they don't even have a playoff win. So I, you know, it's we can't we can't take the chance. We can't. They, Pittsburgh cannot roll into next season. Even I don't care if Mason Rudolph, Rudolph throws thirty seven touchdowns Saturday. 
Like if they, if they beat yeah. Baltimore by 490, <laughs> they they still cannot be like, okay, Mason Rudolph, you're our guaranteed starter. They cannot take Kenny and say you're our guaranteed starter. Like they have to make a move at quarterback and have some sort of competition because they did nothing last year. They brought back the same three that were that underachieved the previous year, and <laughs> shocker, they fucking still stunk. So that you know, they have to they have to make some sort of move. And if Russell Wilson comes cheap. I think that they I think that they absolutely have to do it. And I will fucking deal with whatever corny bullshit he says in his interviews. Well, I want to finish with and now this is a full length episode. <laughs> it's a full length. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna go out there and buy his jersey, but he, yeah. he he certainly would give us a chance to compete. Well, I want to read you a list of obviously who who has more passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett this year. Uh, Kenny Pickett's played twelve uh games and 11 and a half, I guess, if you call the Cardinals. So uh, tied with Kenny Pickett is Bailey Zappi. And then above uh, Kenny Pickett, we've got Mac Jones with 10 uh, touchdowns. Bryce Young with 11 touchdowns. Aiden O'Connell, 10 touchdowns. Zach Wilson. Kyler Murray, who's played like five games. Uh, Tommy DeVito. Will Levis. And Jimmy Garoppolo has one more passing touchdown than Kenny Pickett and Deshaun Watson. And hell, Mitch, Mitch, if you combine Mitch and Mason, they tied Kenny right now with one yeah. game left. So, yeah, Kenny Pickett is not. And it, that was the issue last year. This is still the issue this year. So you had the same issue two seasons in a row. Well, I guess one he's really only had one full season, I guess now. Or a season and a half. He's had a season and a half split between two years. So ha, that's that's poor you know, tough for Kenny. He, you know, he would he got put in a he shouldn't have been a starting quarterback year one which is what i said out the gate and we didn't we didn't need a project guy we needed a now guy and so you know we could have traded that number one pick that year maybe for a quarterback like kirk cousins or something uh and then had to pay him yes but okay we're done we're done with that we're, we're moving on to draw the week <laughs> we're getting to some soccer to some football uh, fa cup going on this weekend and I've got the Wolves, Wolverhampton, playing Brentford. Uh, Brentford has been asked lately, Danny said, and I did check the last time. I think the Wolves won like 4-1 to one that they played earlier this year. But give me the draw in the FA Cup match. Who knows with those things. And, and they're a plus 220 draw. Not a whole lot of good uh, draws um, to pick from unless you're digging down into these kind of unknown teams in the FA Cup or uh, Serie A or Bundesliga. So, yeah. Uh, yeah cup, cup, games are, cup games are unpredictable because you can't even – you don't even really know what, uh, what squad the team's going to show up with. So, I'm sticking – there's no uh, Premier League games this weekend. Excuse me, I had to burp because they got the cup going on. So, I'm going to dip into Serie A for the first time this year. Uh. And pretty much for no reason at all, I'm going Cagliari, I believe is the pronunciation. Cagliari and what is it? Lecce, Lecce, plus two, plus two twenty Saturday, Saturday morning. I think Lecce. I don't speak a lick of Italian, but uh, 
you know, two uh, kind of mid-Italian teams. Why, why not? Let's have a mid-off. Mid-off, yeah. All right. Let's do the greasy gambling picks. I am going to be smelling a fart in a jar. If maybe if we made more money um, and this was, you know, pro- a more productive show, I would say the other person, you would have to, you know, mail me your fart, your jarred fart. But I think that's a bit too far for for where we're at. And so I will just I will fart in the jar. I'm going to I guess I'm going to just have to walk around with a jar because I don't know when I'm going to fart next. And I've been eating a lot less lately, so haven't been farting recently. So I guess I got to eat eat a lot of fiber for a day and maybe take some Metamucil and that should that should push her out. Oh, well, such is life. And so I am 23, 25, and 3. Danny is 26, 23, and 2. I guess Danny would, I guess Danny would have to go 0 and 3, and I'd have to go 3 and 0. Yeah. The, your extra push would give you the edge there. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm still you, in you it, baby. I, you can't catch me on the locks though. So this is my this is my second lock of the week title. But I'm going for my first overall title. Steve's the back to back champ. Late season epic late season collapse. Yes. Is uh is basically because I'm not even having that that great. I I've, I'm one and two the last week. Like I could have put you away easily. Week and, twelve uh, to now, I've had nothing but losing weeks and one oof. one pushed week. Well, I'll start. Um, I'm going to start with the national championship game, Washington plus four and a half. I've been wrong on Washington all year. I took Oregon against them. I took Texas the other night uh, and kind of been wrong on them all year. And there's still a plus plus four and a half in this game. I, I don't really have a decision on the money line. Michigan has the better trenches. Washington has a better, you know, quarterback wide receiver and, uh, and Washington has a good defense too. They they kept the hot Texas offense to you know nothing. So Washington's playing really good defense right now. Both teams obviously playing really good. But Michigan did did get a lot of fourth quarter luck there to win win that game against Alabama. Alabama was if they didn't fumble with uh, three or four minutes left in the game, you know they if they would have just gotten a few first downs, I think that one would have been all all but wrapped up so you know i think uh i think washington's a little undervalued here and then i'm gonna go with you know i have the titans down here at plus three and a half but i i don't know i I, i'm saying the christian kirk thing and we don't know if he's playing yet but the terrible town the terrible town narrative i gotta ride with it been riding it all year been pointing it out all year uh they disrespected the terrible towel and we've talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, it's it's nothing good ever happens, and and what worse way than to get knocked out of the playoffs uh, with an injured quarterback and just an abysmal season? And they're trying to get a new stadium done right now, and that that certainly isn't going to help things. So, oh, you can't you can't uh, flop my pick. Then I then I have no way of winning. No, that's even that's even better for you because if you oh, hit it, yeah, then, then, it, then I'm oh, going yeah, to yeah, yeah. Then I'm t- yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oops. That's that's what I was going before I knew your picks, anyways. So, okay. 
Okay. So, and then my lock of the week. So I have Washington plus four and a half, Titans plus three and a half. And then my lock of the week, pure, pure sharpness here is the Minnesota Detroit under 45 and a half. Uh, everyone is betting the over in this game. And Minnesota is not exactly a uh, powerhouse on offense. And I think Detroit is locked into their seed. So, yeah, I, I got the under here. I think it's an under game. Even though it is indoors, both teams play indoors. Divisional game, uh, give me the under. And then uh, that's all I got. What What are you... Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start with my lock that had Steve outraged for about four seconds there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm riding Michigan. They came through for me last week. Um, it's crazy how the past two years, really, they've been so – all year they have been so disciplined, well-executed, like not making stupid mistakes until their playoff game. And, you know, last year the, the TCU game, they really had no excuse to lose that but had so many errors, turnovers – you know, blown coverages that gave up huge plays. They they lose to a TCU team they had no right in losing to. Um, pretty much did the exact same thing this week. This this Bama game. Uh, you know the the muffed punts that led the, the muffed punt the the one first one led to an Alabama touchdown. You have the bad snap on the extra point, the shanked field goal. Uh, so there was there was one other blunder they had that I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, that almost cost them down the stretch, but pulled it out of their asses. Hats off to uh, McCarthy and Harbaugh. <clears throat> Say what you want about the man. Big Harbaugh guy. I think what he's done there. The the biggest thing, the, the thing to me, I hate Ryan Day with a passion. Uh, I think he's a tool. I think he was born on third base. Uh, and he's the first person <laughs> to ever be born on third base and steal second base. Uh, the funny thing, the funniest thing, Ever since he made that 100-point comment where he got all pissy about something and said he was going to hang 100 on Harbaugh, he has lost three straight to Michigan. Um, you know, Michigan has the three Big Ten titles, uh, probably going to get a natty here. And, you know, Ryan Day has uh, continued to kind of regress, and now they're in a in a sticky quarterback situation going into next year. So. Oh, I, I think it's funny that after after he ran his mouth, he basically entirely lost Ohio State's throne at the top. So, uh, love what Michigan's doing. Hope they get it done for the Big Ten over the future Big Ten. I've grown to accept Maryland and Rutgers, but I don't know that I will ever accept the left coast in the Big Ten. I don't mind Washington though. I'm not I'm not gonna root for USC and UCLA and Oregon. There's just there's just no way. But well, the Huskies are all right by me. Oh, I I mean, man, I'm I, I'm this is just the week of the rants. I'm locking in Michigan four and a half. After I'm gonna give you my picks, and then after I'm gonna I'm gonna rant about Kalen DeBoer and how what's impressive about what he's done. Um, <laughs> my other one, so I got I'm going I'm going to three different levels of of football here: FBS, FCS, and NFL. Last time I did that, hit hit the three and zero on the week. So we're gonna run that back. Really like San Diego. I did it again. I really like South Dakota State SDSU. The other SDSU. I hate to pick against my, my Montana. I've been riding them all year. Great team. South Dakota State is just unreal. They would, like I said previously, they would beat a lot of FBS teams. This team, you know, they have two shutouts in the playoffs. They also shut out Youngstown State at the end of the season, who was a ranked team. They just they just beat Albany in the semifinals like 59 to nothing. I mean, this team is freaking legit. Uh, so Montana is a great team, but 
I just the the Jackrabbits are just really, really, really good. I think they repeat as as national champions pretty handily. So that game is on what uh, Sunday. Why do they do that? Yes. Why do they? Why do they? Why do they schedule that during the NFL games? Like that's that's weird. Can't multi view it. Pittsburgh doesn't. Pittsburgh doesn't play on Sunday, so I'm probably watching that South Dakota State game um, until it gets out of hand. And then my my third one. I like the Colts at home plus one and a half. I like Minshew to get it done. Get the Colts to the playoffs. I just I don't I, I think and 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 Steve touched on before before we started the show. Both of these are are. Uh, the money, the money's on the on the other side, right? So these are uh, the mo- these are these are looking good. The Colts is mega sharp. The San Diego State is sharp as well. Everyone's betting Montana. Yet the line has moved. Well, the you got twelve and a half, which it it says thirteen and a half. Fanduel's thirteen. That's why I said Jack has it at twelve and a half. DraftKings. Okay, you, found, you can you can still you, found. you can still find it at twelve and a half. But yes, but it I is mostly them, moved. Yes, I saw them eleven and a half earlier in the week, even so it's moved. Yes, a lot. well, so that's my point. <clears throat> Everyone's betting on uh, uh, the Grizz. Montana. Everyone's yo. I think of the Chew. Uh, everyone's betting on Montana. Yet the San Diego State. The the points are climbing, so they're kind of begging you to take Montana here. They don't care about the liability. Yeah, so, uh, so so those and then and then Michigan Washington is it's it's kind of split. It's not it's it's not like super heavy one way or the other. It's in the sixties and seventies, which isn't isn't really a tip. So yeah, those are my picks. We're going three and zero. We're taking home the title. Um, it's pretty neat. There's a there's a neat connection here in the college football universe where two years ago, uh. Washington was in absolute shambles after Chris Peterson left. Uh, they had a had a four and eight season. They opened. They might have even been ranked when they when they opened up the season, but they lost at home to Montana, thirteen to seven. They put up seven points at home against FCS Montana. Got absolutely embarrassed. Finished the season four and eight, totally in shambles. Bring in Kalen DeBoer, a relatively unknown coach. Obviously, he brings. Uh, he was a. Uh, he knew he knew Michael Penix from his days as an Indiana assistant. Brings in Penix, and two years later, he has them one of the hottest teams in the country playing for a, for a national title. So, really goes to show, you know, you don't need that blue chip like top tier recruiting class every year to be a contender. Like, pretty much just makes it makes it even. It's like it's that much more of a kick in the balls of like how bad of a job James Franklin has done that he has not been able to even get close to a playoff with the talent that he's had. And, and DeBoer's had that that turnaround in just two years. Pretty cool that after that game, both both Washington and Montana would be playing for a, for a respective title and probably both losing their shot at a respective title. But shout out to Kalen DeBoer. Definitely been a crazy two years. All right. Anything else before we sign uh, off? It's the weekend of the ramble. Yeah, we, we went for it. That's all right. Another weekend of football, the last weekend of of as much football as we're going to get for a while. But the playoffs are going to be mighty fun this year. I I estimate it's coming down to it. But you know what? As the older I get, I do take a little more solace in the end of football season so I can like become a slightly more well-rounded person for about 6 months or so and 
and do some other things with my life. But, you know, uh, we'll just take it as it comes. Try to find the good in the world. Find the push and pee. We're pushing pee over here. So enjoy the new year. Hope you're sticking with your New Year's resolutions, eating a little less, getting some steps in, you know, all that good stuff. Make sure you stay healthy, America.